welcome back to Building a Modern Embryo Brand Podcast. My name is Susanna Rantanen and this is episode number 31. Are you one of the many HR or business leaders or marketing communications professionals who have tried endlessly to get your company employees to share your company content on their social media profiles? Do you look for inspiration, tips, ideas, what to do to motivate as many employees as possible to join your employer branding forces online? Well, I don't tell you that you're not alone. I think probably most companies share this same pain, this struggle, wondering how on earth to get their employees on social media to advocate, speak on behalf of the company, share company content in their own private or personal uh, social media profiles. And that is what I'll be talking about in this week's episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand. It's probably smart to talk about the problem before we address how to possibly fix it. I think it's safe to say most employees would go uh, under one of these categories uh, in this matter. Uh, so there's obviously employees, people who are not active on social media at all. Then we have employees who use social media regularly, but seldom share any content or post anything by themselves, but they go to social media often regularly. Uh, they like to see what their friends are posting. They might like something, but they don't really share anything about themselves on social media. And then, of course, we have employees who are very active social media users and regularly publish their own content uh, and spend a lot of time on their preferred socials. So how to get your employees on social media, I would recommend by starting from mapping out first uh, your company's social media share potential by recognizing your social media savvy employees. This means that you have to survey, you have to ask, you have to figure out into which category your employees fall into. And if most of your employees are simply just uninterested in social media, they won't become active Uh, social media users, no matter what you said or did. So you have to accept that. And, you know, every company is likely to have employees who are not that active on social media. And there are still a lot of people who are not on socials and uh, um, they don't really plan to go there either, uh, but they could go on behalf of the company if somebody a little bit educated them what you know, what is expected from them to do. So they, they're they not likely to open their own personal social media for you, but they might act behind your company profile. But because they are not that active on social media or they haven't really been active on social media ever, they are unlikely to have like that general idea of what they could do or should do. But nevertheless, it's something you must accept and, uh, you know, basically focus on those employees who are already very active on social media, who are social media savvy, and then use their sort of examples as a, uh, uh, you know, guiding example for those users 
that might be interested but are not really active yet. I would always start with the the most social media savvy employees because um, it's just so much less work for you when you get this kind of a process and routine started. So I recommend by starting by creating a short survey internally and asking your people, do they use socials or not? How often they use socials if they do? What is their preferred? What they what is their chosen social media? And uh, in addition to their preferred social media, what other social media they used, and then how often? Uh, and how do they use social media uh, for their personal use? Do they just follow and like, or do they actively produce and share their own content as well? And would they be willing to join the company, sort of this extended social media team? and help get your company messages out there? Would they be willing to? Yes or no? And if yes, what would be their wishes? What would be their expectations? What would be their terms for this participation? If, uh, you know, if they were willing to help you, what would be their terms? I think we need to understand and accept that, you know, not everybody will still be interested, even though they are very active on social media, and that those who are very active on social media will and should have terms for what they want to share on their own personal accounts to their personal audiences. I have, for example, worked, you know, very hard to build my follower base, and I would not share just anything on my personal accounts or my personal profiles. I am aware that the lack of not being choosy could lead into my followers not liking that content, which would then lead into the algorithm recognizing that I'm starting, I'm sharing stuff that is not considered interesting by my followers, which would in turn lead that algorithm uh, to start not showing my content organically that much anymore at all. Or in the worst case, I might lose my followers. I might get a lot of unfollows if I all of a sudden start sharing content that my audience didn't really sign up for when they started to follow me. So, you know, I would have terms. I would not just share anything on my personal profile. So we have to accept this and we have to understand this because those people that do have terms, they are our most valuable asset on this. My other tip, my second tip, is to organize then your potential social media tier. So once you have surveyed your employees' uh, social media usage and their preferences, and uh, you hopefully have a list of people who have expressed their interest in joining your expanded social media team, then organize your volunteers based on their preferred social media. Ideally, you'll end up with a list of employees for each social media. And you want to do this because you're more likely to get help from your employees if you allow them to use their preferred social media for the job, that social media that they anyway spend a lot of time on. So it's already in their sort of weekly and daily routines to be there, to spend time there. They're more aware of the practices that goes on in that particular social media because each social media is very different from each other, how, you know, how we use it how uh, people are expected to use it, what works, what doesn't. If you allow your employee to continue to to help you, but on that their preferred social media, you will get more value out of that participation. 
always remember that the main uh, objective in this kind of what we call employee advocacy on social media is to get positive experiences and messages out there about your company as a workplace. So allow your employees to spread uh, the chosen key messages in their own style, in their own way, because that way it will look natural and authentic, but it doesn't look like it's forced. It doesn't look like somebody else wrote that post for them. And when I say key messages, it's very important when we actually do employee advocacy, when we build employee brand on social media, that we want to have these key attributes that we want to promote, but I'll go into those in a bit later. My tip number three is to set goals and objectives for social media advocacy. So goals are the sort of outcome, the achievement, the, you know, the deliverable as a result of you guys being active on social media over time. And then objectives are measurable ways to get to that goal. So what I have found out several times in, in, in our custom cases over the years is that employees could and would become active on social media on behalf of the, the employer. But the lack of goals and objectives for this kind of employer employee ad- advocacy make it difficult for them to understand what is expected from them. And when something is difficult and it's not shown a priority, which often this kind of work is not really shown a priority, you know, they're not going to be willing to put in the effort of figuring it out. So you want to make it as easy as possible for them to go about. And when we have, you know, goals and objectives for this work, it's we're talking about like some kind of a plan, some kind of a framework as in what successful employee advocacy looks like. So what I can't recommend is to restrict your employees to sharing links and, you know, ready outwritten posts that somebody like centrally for, for them. I can't recommend you to restrict your employee advocacy for this kind of copy-paste marketing. Instead, I would highly recommend to organize the work in a way that they will always have, you know, content to repurpose, uh, however they, you know, or how they best see uh, fit to their audiences. So this means that even if you had like ready available posts that you wanted them to share, don't restrict them to share it in a certain way. Just give them that as what we call like raw material that we would like to get this key message from this content out there but you can do it the best way you see fit in your own profile instead of asking or expecting your employees in this team to share everything agree to for example a minimum amount of posts uh, per week uh, and allow them to decide what they want to post and how they want to do it and I have this pro tip. You can use UTM tracking links to see who's delivering most traffic to your website. It is a unique link that is built. Let's say we have a, uh, this podcast episode number 31. So I could use this UTM tracking link to that would be unique to myself. So when I share that podcast episode blog post on social media, uh, every person or every sort of click 
that comes to our website, I could see like how many of those myself, I, Susanna brought. So we use this for my company, Emine. Uh, so we have UTM tracking link links that um, every time one of us in our team shares company content on our own personal accounts, we create this kind of a unique link. So on our uh, Google data, Google analytics, we can see like how many uh, times, uh, for example, Susanna or Tanya brought uh, traffic to our website. Tip number four is to share the outcome, the results in a transparent manner. So as used as an example that UTM tracking that we use in my company, uh, it is a result that we can see like, hey, last month, you know, Tanya brought like 112 uh, visitors to our website when Susanna only bought, brought four. So maybe Susanna should have done more marketing or uh, to, to uh, com- you know, to, to uh, get better results. So when you have these goals and objectives set and shared for this work, you should either share results like the data uh, report for each participant on a regular basis or allow them to have transparency to the results. When people see how their own activities impact your analytics, uh, your important metrics, they are likely to be motivated to commit more for that project. The other thing here is that if we never talk about the results and the achievements, it makes it sound like we're not following through. And when we're not following through, it sounds like the work is actually not that important. And when people get into their heads that this is not that important, they start to prioritize other tasks. And what happens then is that soon nobody is active in sharing and posting on on behalf of your company anymore. So you've got to set these goals and objectives. You've got to talk about the results or let people know what their in, that their input is being tracked and it's being appreciated because it is important and it continues to be important and you will want to you know, signal them that we are following through. And this project, this, this will require project management. Someone needs to be that project manager of the employees on social project and that project manager needs to manage this project forward develop how you do it uh, how you improve it how uh, they need to share tips and tactics or get people together to share their best practices and they need to motivate the participants by offering them for example training if you never have this kind of process in place at your company you need to develop it And if you have this problem to begin with, how to get your employees on social media, it means that you did not have a proper process and routines in place for organization. So that's probably where you need to get started. And it doesn't have to be that complicated, but it has to be in place. So you need to develop it. It's about changing, you know, our current organizational behavior from not active on social media to active on social media behavior. And when you do this professionally, you are communicating your employees of the importance, of the value of their input. And this means that eventually your social media team will grow. Others follow the lead. They become inspired also to join and learn more. And this will not happen unless you manage it. 
unless you guide it, unless you follow through, unless you help your employee participants to, you know, develop their skills in it. It has to be a positive experience and it has to matter. My tip number four is to coach, inspire, inspire your social media team. So I'm calling this your extended social media team because ultimately that's what it is. You have the project manager in charge and there are other other roles in this team as well in order to deliver the successful and the expected goal, the outcome that you set for this work. But social media marketing really calls for inspiration and ideas and routines and tools and sharing of the best practices. Social media keeps changing. Uh, these different platforms change at different times. The use, how people use these platforms keep changing. So somebody needs to be like on the top of it. So if you expect people to deliver these results and value for your company, you have to help them to do so. I think most companies fail in employee advocacy because they only expect employees to sort of chip in, but they're not seeing the need for the company to chip out as in add value back to the employees as well. And the question is, why do you need to do this regularly? Because you do. So most employees are not marketing and communication professionals. They're unlikely to have a lot of ideas and experiences from like social media marketing communications. But if they want to join your team, they are interested and they are motivated to learn. And also, it's very different to use my personal social media or my own time than to advocate the company. And many people, many employees feel like this limitation and uncertainty of what is okay to say, what is okay, what is not okay to say when it comes to representing the company. So you have to talk about this and you have to share examples of, you know, what is okay and what is not. My tip number five is to set proper but very simple guidelines for this team's work. Uh, a good set of guidelines could include or would or should include those goals and objectives. Why we do this together? What does the successful outcome look like? What do we expect to change as you know, when we all talk on behalf of the company on socials. Do we expect to get traffic to our career site? Do we expect to get open applications that mention that I've seen your people on socials? Do we expect uh, or grow our talent community of potential future employees? What do we expect? The more concrete objectives we have, the easier it is to ideate what we should do to make those expectations to you know come you know become real turn into goal or turn into results i think one of the uh, you know one of the other key failures for employees on social uh, programs is that the lack the, the lack of clear objectives uh, when everybody can just do whatever they want to or then the other other you know uh, end of the spectrum is that they are asked to share specific blog posts with specific, uh, you know, text, uh, then that we can't really measure anything precisely. And that takes away one very motivational factor, the ability to see that how my work impacts and what am I supposed to do here. So uh, in those uh, set of guidelines, we should also have this framework for uh, what each person in this team is expected to do are we expected to do it weekly or are we expected to do it monthly? If it's about 
sharing stuff on social media you know how big is our team are we expected to you know is it okay if a person shares something once a week or should they share something more than once a week or are they expected to block is that monthly or weekly or what are expectations so set that framework for each person do I share something that has been published already or should I be the one who creates something from the scratch what am I expected to communicate those chosen key messages are really important backbones for employee branding on social media when I say a key message, I'm not talking about like slogans or ready-made sentences or anything like that. That is not the thing here. Key message is an attribute uh, that reflects to who we are or what we are as a place of work. And we want our audiences to stamp that, glue that specific attribute about us into their brain. So whenever they hear about us, or hear our name or see our logo, you know, the specific attributes will pop up in their mind. So let's say that with my company, one of our key attributes, key messages is that we are a forerunner in this. So everything that we post and do should support that image of this company is a forerunner in this to be sort of built and strengthened into, into the brains of our audiences. Uh, many companies use their company values as key attributes for this kind of work. If your values are authentic and real, that you can actually talk about them and you know share stories about your values in action, then that, that's a great idea. Then also this guideline should uh, have something about the time allowed to be spent on this work because I've heard so many times companies expecting people to be active on social media but then they're not allowing this to be done during working hours. So you have to have those resources. A lot of our customers work in uh, IT uh, sort of consultancy, IT projects, and most of the uh, employee time is sort of restricted into billable hours. So if you have this kind of practice, you have to make sure that your sort of resource infrastructure allows for time to be spent on this kind of work. Also, I've heard that, you know, the other extreme is that you can only spend 15 minutes a day for this kind of work. And to be honest, that's kind of crazy because if you have to be that specific, like 15 minutes a day, you might as well drop the whole project. I mean, it's not that inspirational, motivational to be calculating, you know, how many more minutes you have left to help your company, to help your employer to succeed. So if you want people to participate, participate, track the deliverables, track the outcome, learn from data how much time was required to get the results. And it is not that much time that it takes at one go. It's more like the system of being regularly out there to, you know, that brings the results. And then obviously important, what a successful outcome deliverable looks like. So you already set the goals, the objectives, but then it's important to also regularly you know, give uh, guidance on on success, you know, successful outcomes. So uh, these are the metrics that help you to follow through if whatever you do is successful, is delivering you the results that you wanted to. So this could be traffic to your website, traffic to career site, traffic to open applications, 
you know, applications with employees' name mentioned as a lead, as a or as a as a sort not a lead like a reference uh, to this uh, application, clicks to somewhere. You know, be specific. In the uh, show notes article for this podcast episode, I'm going to link you to Social Media Examiner's uh, blog post. Uh, about how to guide employees to post more on social media. It's a really good blog post, so take a look at that. You'll find it on modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast31. A social media team consists of many roles, and these all of these roles help the company to reach the goals and objectives for social media marketing and employer branding on social media. So as a final note, having this result-oriented value add process for employee advocacy in place, you know, it requires many kinds of participation, many kinds of roles. And I feel like we often fail when we only think about having people on the front line posting stuff on behalf of us. So I think your social media, that's why I call it the extended or expanded social media team, because, you know, there is roles for also those people that don't want to be on frontline don't want to post anything on their per, uh, personal social media profiles or don't want to go on social media or so there's examples that could be helpful for you to build uh, a good social media team you need people who have ideas for content and posts some people are really creative ideating but they don't want to share or they don't want to you know they don't have time to you know regularly uh, put into this uh, so uh, it's good to have people it's good to recognize people that have good content or post ideas then you also need content to publish and share so some employees have a lot of knowledge that could be uh, used to create content either by them or by you know interviewing them and, and creating it on behalf of them but they don't want to be the ones to go to social media or they don't necessarily they're not good at writing blog posts but they have that knowledge so you know it's good to recognize those as well then you need people that are you know willing to share and willing to post willing to repurpose your existing content but they're not that good or they're not that interested in creating new content from scratch and then you need uh, help from people that are great at gathering and reading analytics some people are super in data and analytics, but are not at all marketeers. But they can advise and recommend based on the data what works, what doesn't work, what could be done or should be done. And that is super important when you think about developing further your social media marketing and this employee advocacy. And then you have, you know, you need marketing techies. These are the people who know how to use technology, marketing technology, who are, you know, uh, keeping up with the, the, you know, the news and the trends in social media marketing from the, you know, the tech from the app perspective. Uh, but they're not marketeers or social media advocates. But you know, they can uh, help you with the tools. And then you need that project manager for for this, you know, overseeing and managing your employee advocacy on social media. And then, you know, you need teachers, people who know, who have social media marketing skills, different kinds of skills, and uh, are able and willing to share their knowledge for your team. 
every company should be able to get their employees on social if they really want to. So taking actions like these will help you to create a process and those required routines for social media advocacy, making an important marketing task worth everyone's time spent on it. When you make it important, when you make it a priority, when you lead it with goals, objectives, examples, measurables, inspiration, learning opportunities and feedback, you make it a team effort and you will see a huge difference in people's willingness to take part now and then to take part later because they become inspired by, you know, the the first people who started and joined the team. Now, I'd love to hear your good examples and tips how to successfully uh, do employee advocacy on social media. So if you have any good stories, examples, do share. You can find my uh, social media links, my bio links on the show notes article for this episode, modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast31. So connect with me on socials and let's talk. I'd love that. And uh, next week, I'll be talking about social media marketing, more about social media marketing and specifically what we can all learn from our employees' personal social media use. So see you again next week in building a modern employer brand podcast. Bye-bye.